Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom, and welcome to another episode of Editor's Note. I'm Jonathan Hassan, and joining me for today's program is my dear brother and friend, Yair Pinto. Yair, let's start with prayer. We have many topics to discuss. Of course, the situation in Afghanistan is very disheartening. But beyond that, there are a few points that we would like to raise today, speaking about God's blessings. Let's open with prayer. Definitely. It's good to be here, Jonathan. Our Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you that you are in control of every situation, of the situation in Afghanistan, of our life, our works here in the studio, of the lives of our viewers back at home. We pray that you will speak to us today and bless us, bless our viewers, and be with us. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen, amen. Yonatan, so before we get into today's topics, Afghanistan and all these things, I would like just to say thank you to God and to our viewers for praying for Sergei. You remember we asked for them to pray for him because he had the the COVID virus. Yes, and he is healed and back with us in the studio and praise the Lord. Praise God indeed. Also, uh, sadly, his daughter contracted it Mm -hmm. from him as well, Mm -hmm. but uh, she was not really sick. It was yes. only one day of a little bit of fever. And praise God, she's also healed from that. So uh, thank you for your prayers. <laughs> Standing with us uh, during these days, it's uh, quite challenging. Of course, uh, we have uh, to deal with various uh, government-enacted constraints because of the situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, that also challenges our operations. We're a small staff. And we need to deal with uh, being able to maneuver within all of that in order to make all the productions possible and and, uh, so on. But we put our trust in the Lord and and he makes everything possible. I'd like actually to start with a proverb uh, from all things. Uh, How about we all turn to Proverbs chapter 22, verses 1. A good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have a common bond. The Lord is the maker of them all. The prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are pushed for it. The reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. How about you read that in Hebrew as well? Okay. Amen. You know, I, I find it so important to keep reminding ourselves and the word of God by the words of King Solomon, who was one of the wisest uh, at the time, the widest person alive. And of course, um, so many of of the people who proclaim the name of the Lord and, and his will and word, it really comes down to remain, remaining humble Mm -hmm. for the sake of, uh, proclaiming glory 
to God for all things. Mm-hmm. Yes. When we try all the time to garner um, honor to ourselves, that we try to uh, feel that uh, here we are in an important position or all kind of things like that, uh, we lose focus of what our lives are all about. Mm-hmm. And that is to proclaim the name of the Lord and to allow him to work through us for his name's sake. You know, it says uh, in Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10, uh, it it actually has two equations to the story. And um, here the Apostle Paul speaks very nicely. And and if you join me also to Ephesians 2 verse 8, and I'll go through to 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and then not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. And and really, if, if you look at these words, and it's 31 words yeah. altogether, it only focuses on, on one thing. Okay, the grace given to you is the the, for the glory of God, because up until that point, everybody is certain, oh, I'll be a good person and, and that will work in my advantage. No, it is by the grace of God, mm-hmm. by loving this world so much that he sent his one and only son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that whoever may believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But then it continues, uh, Paul continues by saying, The following, and this is something that needs to be also very much focused on. For we are his worksmanship. Whose worksmanship? God's worksmanship. He created us Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus for good works. Because of that grace, he created us through Christ Jesus, in Mm -hmm. Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So he prepared it in advance. In advance. So we just need to do his... His will, and not boast because it's not us. It's indeed. Him. So it, and a good one second. A good uh, way to implement this uh, this thing in our lives and to remember that God is always doing that and is always in control is to give thanks mm. daily and constantly Amen. for everything. Because when you you know give thanks to the Lord, you acknowledge to yourself and to others that it's not you. It's a gift given to you by God. Absolutely. And what are the Psalms? <laughs> about all of the psalms are actually a, a cluster of of praise mm-hmm. of worship to god for him uh be the glory and, yeah. and everything that he does is to to better our lives mm-hmm. to to improve our environment but beyond that to cover this world with his spirit Mm-hmm. And as such, he does all of that, not for the glory of man, not for our glory, for his. Yeah. We are here for him, not the other way around. And people tend to forget that. That's why um, I was writing uh, an article for a magazine. And I, I recounted just the, the past summer of my thoughts and and everything that was going on through uh, that July that Mm -hmm. we were on a broadcast break. And it came to mind that on the 29th of July, uh, of June, excuse me, 2020, Mm -hmm. was the first editor note 
that we broadcast. Mm -hmm. And that specific editor's note was the moment God guided us to start proclaiming his name after years and years and years. It was 12 years, or no, excuse me, it was 11 years of consecutively broadcast of TV7 Israel News and Jerusalem Studio. And while we were very much focused on what he called us initially to do, and that is to ensure that the tools granted to believers about the situation in Israel and the Middle East and global affairs that have both direct and indirect implications for Israel and the peace of Jerusalem, which we're called to pray for in Psalm 122. It is not only about that. It is beyond that. Mm -hmm. And it was just the initial stages to allow us to grow, and God was preparing us through many trials and tribulations. Yes, definitely. Uh, we kept focus on what God wants, and that was the most important. And through that time, it was to listen, to hear, and to heed his uh, His voice once you hear it. And it comes in different forms. And just to share with our viewers at home, um, as part of, of uh, that article I, I wrote, I also cited that during that time, I was anticipating an answer, several answers, actually, from God about different developments, different things with regard to TV7 Israel. And for the first several days, uh, I think it was eight days, if I'm not mistaken, out of 15, we traveled to Finland, Yair mm -hmm. uh, and his family and Sergei and his family and uh, me and my wife and son. And... Um, alongside the meetings that we held and, and uh, they were very important after a long time that we didn't leave Israel yeah. and weren't able to communicate with people who are directly involved with uh, the ministry here. We also were blessed with time to relax and, and that time for myself was very uh, important, very crucial to really try and listen to what God has to say and um, the first eight days, we were in a cabin next to Lochia Lake, mm -hmm. which is a beautiful lake. Finland is underrated. Yeah, amazing just, country. <laughs> just to put it out there, I think it's one of the most beautiful countries in the world with uh, a people who really know how to preserve the nature. And that keeps a special habitat that is not only unique to Finland, but all Scandinavia for that matter, but... Uh, Finland in particular has a special place in my heart, so does Sweden, Norway, and Denmark, but still this specifically. And the first eight days I was praying and interceding for answers, but I didn't get any. Mm -hmm. And after eight days, we, we left and we went to a specific hotel in, mm -hmm. in uh, Hamilainen. Yes. Uh, a specific hotel called Skandik Aulanko. Uh, and when we arrived, it seemed beautiful, a beautiful area. Uh, it had a fortress of, of some uh, colonel who used to live there and had uh, special uh, um, guests who arrived there. And, and it was very beautiful, very picturesque, the area. But when we arrived at the hotel... 
they were not prepared to receive us. And, and just to explain, um, even though we, we booked rooms that would accommodate our families were bigger group, three rooms for each family, uh, all the rooms were lacking the, the number of beds that were necessary, um, forcing at some point, uh, for instance, Silge and his family were four individuals in a room beds, with yeah. two beds initially. We ended up finding a bed in the hallway and <laughs> putting it in. Uh, but honestly, it, it was very frustrating. Uh, the first couple days, three days uh, where we were staying there. And that is when God suddenly spoke to me about it. And the, the coin drop uh, as a figure of speech. Because during the whole saga of this COVID situation where government uh, enacted restrictions are imposed primarily on the tourism sector and the, the uh, hospitality industry and such, 90% of all hotels in Finland, as part of a survey, confirmed that multiple bookings were canceled throughout the first period of 2020. So when we arrived at uh, the hotel, it was after international travel ceased and people starting to learn to understand, okay, what is COVID all about? And, and now we need to learn how to live with it. And as such, they started traveling domestically rather than internationally. So many countries in Western Europe, in Scandinavia, even in Israel proper, the, the tourism industry is booming at this point because of domestic tourism, yes. which is quite more significant because people don't travel abroad, so they spend their money in hotels and, and at, uh, all kind of uh, Locally. local attractions and, and such. So when we arrived at that hotel, I suddenly realized after going through the unpleasant experience that the blessing of domestic tourism, which should be regarded as a blessing for those organizations, corporations, companies, they were not ready for the significant amount of overbookings mm -hmm. and the significant amount of blessings that were coming their way that they couldn't handle the blessing. And as such, they were doing a poor job. And it was quite interesting that in that specific moment, obviously, uh, I, I was sitting with myself and starting to think about it and, and really speaking with, with God about it, speaking to him. And mm -hmm. I feel like he was enlightening me during that process that we need to be prepared for when God decides to bless us. And that is something that I think for all believers who call upon the Lord for blessings, what do we do? Once the blessings arrive. Once the blessings arrive or before the blessings arrive. Because they should have read between the lines. Their strategists, corporate strategists, should have looked at the data mm -hmm. and said, 
this situation right now where domestic travel is going to expand because of the events taking place, we should have observed those events taking place and ultimately reacted to those by preparing and as such welcoming the blessings and doing a good job in the service of what God intended us to do. So that was just something that I was thinking about, praying about, and ultimately uh, I felt that this was a message also for us here at TV7, mm-hmm. but I believe for many people at home who, who do not understand that when you communicate with God, a.k.a. prayer, <laughs> you're actually speaking with God. You're telling him, Lord, you're my father. I love you, and I need you to help me in this situation, in that scenario. What is a father if not one who wants the best for his children? The Bible says, will a father give his son stones when he's asking for bread? Yeah, it also says that even evil men give good things to their kids. Absolutely. So our father in heaven wants to give us even more. We need to be prepared for when our Heavenly Father seeks to bless us and seeks to stand with us. With that being said, when my son asks for something, I do not want to give him something that he's not prepared to handle. Mm -hmm. And as such, I will try and prepare him and his environment so he will be able to contend with whatever I give him. Now, the question is, does my son accept that I am shaping him for that blessing, Mm -hmm. which he so much desires, or is he just going to be complacent and go about his own things? And then once that blessing arrives... Then what? Yeah, definitely. You know, so keep it in mind when you speak to God through the grace and and really, I'm so humbled that through the grace of Jesus Christ, we're able to do that openly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He answers. He answers and we need to be prepared for that answer. Definitely. And... I think it's really an important message really for us. Also, what you said as, as parents, to take that role and educate our kids and give them what they need in order to grow and handle life. And that's what God wants for us. Amen. So it's a process. It and, is. And I think that now we, you know, with the time left, it's really important to understand what's going on in, in Afghanistan you know, you can give us more, maybe an overview about that and points of prayer for our for our viewers. Absolutely. So the, the disengagement by the United States from Afghanistan has been long in the makings. Right. It's been planned in advance. It's not like a shock. It was actually, despite uh, I've seen multiple reports, that Trump was the one who decided, of course, because Biden said so. So it's Trump's fault. <laughs> okay. But it was actually uh, his predecessor, um, Obama. Okay. 
who decided that we need to leave. And at the time, his national security advisor uh, highly recommended it because nation building was not the intention of the United States. What was the goal for them to be there? The goal was, uh, so there are always five uh, pillars to the United States going to war. Mm -hmm. In that specific uh, uh, situation, uh, the five pillars include being able to fulfill the objective by winning, basically, the war. Nation building, you never win, especially when you're talking about Central Asia and uh, the Middle East. You cannot win uh, in such a war. So uh, in order for Congress to to declare war on your behalf, uh, you need to be able to fulfill certain categories. And as such, of course, there were uh, multiple... um, laws and bills that were passed and amendments that were passed over the time in combating terrorism. One was to subdue the Taliban, root out terrorism from the Mm Al-Qaeda and uh, deal with multiple um, figures of uh, Al-Qaeda, including Osama bin Laden. Following the 9-11, basically. So over a decade ago, they already assassinated uh, uh, the the mass murderer Osama Mm -hmm. bin Laden and some of his compatriots in, in close circles, and many more that were connected to Al-Qaeda. But um, it is very attractive to remain in a country for great powers in order to try and change the the character of that country that would then stem out potential threats to the homeland, whether it is the United States, whether it is uh, European nations. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was the NATO coalition that was deployed there. And uh, it became an uphill battle in order to try and and do that nation buildings, quote unquote. Um, But ironically, uh, they uh, spent billions and billions of uh, dollars in order to really try and, and facilitate that aspiration that was actually not the the initial intention. Mm -hmm. After Obama refused and actually beyond refused to disengage from Afghanistan, he he on multiple occasions actually increased the number of troops that were sent to Afghanistan at the time. Uh, It seemed like uh, the the great power competition played a significant role mm-hmm. decision making by the way um, the incumbent president of the united states joe biden was actually opposed to increasing the troops at the time he thought it was a mistake and that they should have maintained the initial goals so okay. what he's saying right now about the initial goals it's actually something that he's been very consistent about during this whole period of time mm-hmm. with that being said the united states is undergoing a global posture review. And as part of that, militarily speaking, they're looking, okay, where can we divest from? Where can we retract our troops from? And then redeploy them in a new posture that would accommodate current realities on the one hand, Mm -hmm. but also on the other, it would prepare us for the ultimate challenge, which is as part of the great power competition vis-a-vis China, We're all the time speaking about pivoting eastward toward China, uh, the South China Sea and and the area of the Pacific. It is quite significant. Even uh, I spoke to a a general in Europe uh, Mm -hmm. 
German general for that matter, a former uh, director of, of NATO, who, who told me, uh, Jonathan, even the pac uh, pacifist, Germany has a frigate roaming in the South China Sea. Yeah. It just shows how significant the pivot eastward is going, how involved the West is becoming in trying to contend with uh, a nation that is not playing by the rules of the game, so-called, mm. uh, which were actually initially set by the West. So they don't feel as committed to uh, the, the global rules unless yeah. it goes in their interests and in their favor. I want to, to touch uh, base on another topic in this uh In this Taliban issue, I mean, okay, so America is out, the United States is out, the Taliban are now in control. Who are they? What does that mean for the Christians in the country? The Taliban is a Salafist backing group that believes in battling the West. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. They didn't provide safe haven to Al-Qaeda but they believe in what Al-Qaeda does. They okay. facilitated what Al-Qaeda does. Uh, they have backing. M many of the leaders of the Taliban actually fled to Pakistan. Pakistan is a, an integral part of that same ideology, even though it has uh, dealings with the United States. Don't forget, where did they find Osama bin Laden? Pakistan. Okay. Why? Because all those people, they fled to Pakistan to be part of it. It is a, we need to zoom out to understand that this is not a one nation issue. No, this no, is multiple it's a global countries. Organization. It's a global ideology, which is a, a devilish ideology that seeks to kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. And we need to pray, especially for Christians living in that country, okay. who are Currently, as we're speaking, hundreds are being condemned to death. People who've been evangelizing and working amongst the, the local communities are being put to death. And we need to remember that they do not play in the, the Western hemisphere rules, yeah. or the, the rules of, of the West. They have their own code of conduct. It's based on very radical interpretation of the Sharia law of Islam. Okay. And that's uh, the reality in which it's uh, today. Therefore, we need to pray for, for mm -hmm. believers. And how about we do that very shortly? We're already a little bit over time, but mm -hmm. we'll uh, do this because this is crucial. Um, so how about you join us for prayer? Father, Lord, we, we come here together and... Uh, Uh, believers from all over the world, and we're asking, interceding, Father, for our brothers and sisters in Christ in Afghanistan, that you will stand by them, that they may shine, to, shine your light to their surrounding, that they may be your voice in the darkness. Lord, we pray that uh, this will truly bring about conviction in the hearts of the most radical people that they will see the faith and understand through your guidance that you're the way to truth and to life and there is no life but you in jesus name amen amen thank you Yair. thank you john thank you to all of our uh, dear brothers and sisters who joined us for today's editor's note Looking forward to the next uh, episode. God bless you, and we will see you next time. 
Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.